Thank you, Father. Mm, Such a sweet presence here. Mm. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 145. And I just couldn't get away from what uh, I started talking about on Sunday morning. How many people were here Sunday morning or were you able to go back and listen to it? Did you receive something? Thank you, Father. And we talked about the connection of faith and the fear of the Lord. And um, I said a lot of things on Sunday mornings. I'm not going to go back and review, but I'm going to touch on a couple of these scriptures. And then we'll go forward in what I believe the Lord put in my heart for tonight. And Psalms 145... This was something that Dr. Savell went to a couple weeks ago. And because for us, this is a year of progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and seeing our highest expectation fulfilled. Amen? I'm, I'm increasing. How about you? I, I'm advancing. How about you? I'm progressing. How about you? I, I'm experiencing promotion. How about you? And I will experience my highest expectation fulfilled. Amen. How are you convinced of that? Amen. It's all through his word. Hallelujah. Psalms 145. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill, he'll fulfill, he'll fulfill. You can say he'll complete. You can say he'll finish. That, that's what fulfill means. Fulfill means, means you got to the end. Meaning the promise was fulfilled. It came to pass. It came to pass. If it was a promise for God, from God and it was fulfilled, that means it came to pass. It, will, it came to pass. It was fulfilled. It, he fulfills, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. Let's go to Psalms 147. Verse 10 says, He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. You know, you and I, we can only do so much. You you and I are only so smart. You and I can only be so strong. He doesn't delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. In those who hope in his mercy. Wow. Man, there's a lot just in this one One scripture, the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. Hallelujah. 
Now, for those that just weren't here Sunday, just understanding the, the fact of fearing God is not about being afraid of God. It's not about God fulfilling the desires to those that are afraid of him. No, he fulfills the desires of those that are seeking him. He fulfills the desires that, that have him as their only source. He fulfills the desires of those that reverence him, that, that, that God is my only source. God is all, all, all that I need and he's the only thing I want. He's, he's everything to me. The fear of the Lord. And if we, if we look at scripture, uh, throughout scripture, and we look at great men and great women of God, and, and we can look and say and declare that they were great men or women of faith, you often also see the fact that they weren't just great men of women of faith, but they have to, had to have the same attitude of they had a heart for God. They had a reverence for God. God does not take pleasure in us trying to do it in our own ability. He takes pleasure in those that are relying upon him. That's what first things first is all about. He takes pleasure. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. Now get this, in those who hope in his mercy. It's not just those that fear him, but it's those who hope in his mercy. I'm hoping in his mercy tonight. Meaning I'm not wishing for his mercy. I'm expecting his mercy. I'm expecting his loving kindness. That's what that word is, loving kindness. It's a covenant word. It's in the, in the Hebrew, it is the word hasid. And it is a big covenant of word for us in the New Testament is agape. And it's a covenant love. I'm expecting in his love. Because I'm not depending on anything else because I know his love is going to show up in my life. He fulfills. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, comma, in those who hope in his mercy. He takes pleasure when we are expecting his love to show up. He takes pleasure he takes pleasure when we worship him. See, our attitude of worshiping him is us loving on him. Hoping in his mercy. He takes pleasure when we talk about how much he loves us. He takes pleasure in that. He takes pleasure in those that fear him and in those who expect and are looking for his loving kindness. Hallelujah. Looking for his loving kindness. Hallelujah. Mm, there's so much. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Expecting, looking for his mercy. Look at verse six. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, we just talked about what he takes pleasure in, right? He takes pleasure in those that fear him. And here it says, 
but without faith. It's impossible to please him for he who comes to God. Comes to God. It's not about God coming. It's not God coming to, coming to us, but it's about us going to God. If you don't have a fear of the Lord, then you'll never come to him. You always just. Thank you, Father. You'll just wish, well, if, I, hope, I hope God shows up. No, I'm coming to God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Someone that fears God will be one who seeks God. The next verse says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. Hallelujah. So a man of faith moved with godly fear. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. The next verse says, by faith, Abraham obeyed. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to the place which he would receive as inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Verse 9, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise and in a foreign country. Hallelujah. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country. Meaning... He would rather be obedient to God and go to where God wanted him to go instead of stay where he was and be comfortable. See, the fear of the Lord will cause you to be obedient when everyone else thinks you might be crazy. You know, it's not, all, it's not fun being the only one. It's not, you know, it's like no one else was doing this. It wasn't, it was, there was, there was really no one else. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise and in a foreign country, as in a foreign country. Now get this, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now get this, for he waited He waited for the city which had a foundation whose builder and maker is God. (laughs) He he, He was okay with dwelling in the tents. You see, the tents represent the fact that, that he was ready to move with God. It wasn't building a mansion, although God's not against us having a mansion if that's what you desire and that's what he desires you to have. The question, the the thing that we have to understand about Abraham's faith was he was ready to move with God and he was looking for God. 
He was looking for a city. He was looking for a city whose builder and foundation is God. He was looking for heaven. He was looking for eternity. He was looking for something greater than anything else that the world could offer him. He was looking for it. He was expecting it. And that's what the fear of God will do. It's saying, God, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you in the midst of this situation. I'm looking for you because I know you have a plan and a purpose. And in all reality for you and I, I'm telling you, we are, we are foreigners, we are strangers, but we have to also understand that we're citizens of heaven. And we're going through this city. This, this world is not my home, right? And so I'm just like Abraham in the fact that, that hey, I've got faith in an eternity. I've got faith, I've got faith in an in, in eternity. I've got faith in heaven. I've got faith in the fact that there's something, there's something greater than what I see around me. Right now, I might see limitation, but I understand with God, I don't have limitations. And so when I understand that Abraham was looking, he was waiting for a city and whose builder and foundation was God. Say, God, I I want what you're building. I want what what God's going to build. And this is what it means to live and walk by faith, but understanding that a person that lives and walks by faith also has to be someone that is going to reverence God. God. I submit to you in the situation. I walk by faith and not by sight. That is a phrase of reverence. We may, we may look, at it, look at it as a, 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 a faith scripture that we may declare, but if I understand it, I walk by faith and not by sight. That is a fear of the Lord's scripture. The just shall live by faith. Meaning I'm choosing to live by a greater principle than by my five physical senses. That's, a, that's an attitude of reverence. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Thank you, Father. Uh, Verse 8. Pastor Annette read this during offering last week, last Sunday. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. What's the next verse? Oh, fear the Lord. As I got just looking at this and reading scriptures, I've seen so much more that where it says, fear the Lord, verse right before, verse after is also trust in the Lord. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want, no want to those who fear him. Hallelujah. There's no want to those who fear him. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There's no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who what? Seek the Lord 
shall not lack any good thing. Those that seek the Lord will not lack any good thing, Rochelle. (laughs) Those that seek the Lord aren't going to lack any good thing. See, but if you don't have faith in God, you're not going to seek him. If you don't fear God, you're not going to seek him. But those that fear him, they shall not want. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Not lack any good thing. (laughs) I don't lack a thing. I don't lack a thing. I don't lack a thing. Well, pastor, you, you know, I, I lack a lot of things. But, but is, does, does, is the scripture true? Is, is scripture true? Those that seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. I'm saying you go, go all in with God for a year and see what happens in your life. Go, just go all in, just, just totally change how, how you've been living, make a 100 degree turn and, and, and start going a different direction and give it one year and come back to me and tell me that your life isn't at a whole nother level. That I, I'm a living testimony to what God can do with someone, with someone that chooses to seek him anyway. Hallelujah. But see, if we look at these as just little cute scriptures, like, oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Trust in him. No, those that fear him, those that reverence him shall not want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we have to come to the place where we really believe the scriptures. I really believe this. That's why people think we're crazy. Because we really believe the word. Do you really follow those scriptures? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There's no want to those that fear him. The young lion lacks and suffers hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Let's go to uh, chapter 25. Let's just read, just, let's, let's just read some word. How about that? Psalms 25. Look at verse 12. <laughs> Who is the man? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Make sure if I don't need to read some more on that. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Who's the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. So when you fear the Lord, 
God is going to teach you the way he chooses. A person that fears the Lord is someone that chooses to be taught by him. Well, well, pastor, my denomination says, well, no, what does God say? Well, you know, there was this, 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 this minister and he, he wrote all these theories on different scriptures and his take on these scriptures. And this is the way he said it. But wait a minute. It, it says the, the person that fears the Lord, he's going to teach in the way he chooses. Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity. Whoa. So what is the person that fears the Lord? It's the one that's going to heed what God teaches. And it says, he himself shall dwell in prosperity. That when I'm following him and I'm doing his word, it shall cause me to operate in prosperity. 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 And his descendant shall inherit the earth. Now, verse 14, now this is all having to do with the person who fears, the man who fears the Lord. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, Joseph. Whoa. Man, the secret. The secret is with those who fear him. You know, when you get close to him, he will reveal his word to you. You may say, well, pastor, I don't understand scripture. I don't understand any of that. You know what? There was a time when, honestly, I could, I could barely read. I was dyslexic. I had a hard time reading. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't focus when I was reading. I only passed high school because they had cliff notes. And I had some really good friends that were a lot smarter than me. But when I got born again and I started getting into the word, all of a sudden I could begin, I could, I could read. All of a sudden it's like, I could read. And I was like, Lord, I was like, and I said, every time I'd sit down on the word to, to the word, seeking the Lord. And I'd say, I'd say, Holy Spirit, teach me the word. And I would, I would just start reading. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm starting, starting to see things in, in Scripture. Why? Because I'm putting myself in a position, in a position of reverence and saying, God, I need to know what this says. Why? Though he will reveal the secrets to those that fear him. We know according to Proverbs, it says he, he doesn't hide wisdom from us, the righteous, Proverbs 2. It says, but he lays up wisdom for us. And so there is wisdom. There is wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And the beginning, fear the Lord Proverbs 9 verse 10 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you want wisdom, it starts with the fear of the Lord. 
And the fear of the Lord is understanding that he's the one that's going to teach me and he's going to reveal his secrets to me. And what he reveals to me is going to cause my life to prosper. Hallelujah. He himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Now get this. And he will show them his covenant. He will show them. He will reveal to them his covenant. Man. Verse 15, my eyes are ever towards the Lord. My eyes are ever towards the Lord. You see, in writing that, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever towards the Lord. I don't know about you, but if you, if you heard that scripture and the Lord, the Holy Spirit revealed that to you or you were writing that as a psalmist and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, he's going to reveal secrets to me and he's gonna show me his covenant, I will say the same thing. Open my eyes and my eyes are forever. My eyes are ever open to you. Lord, show me what I need to see. Reveal to me what I need to see. But that would be my statement. My eyes are ever towards the Lord. I, I think that's something that we can, we can pray. Can, can we pray that? My eyes are ever towards the Lord. Say it again. My eyes are ever towards the Lord. But if you don't fear him, you're not going to look to him. If you don't reverence him as the only source, you're not going to go after him. If you're not, if you don't reverence him, you're not going to have faith enough to say, God, I'm going to come to this word and I'm going to find the answer that I need right now. And I'm going to stay in this word and I'm going to continue in prayer for the next 21 days, the next 40 days until I get the answer that I need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to Psalms 40. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yeah, hold on one second. Thank you, Father. Just bear with me for a second. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Say, so let's look here in Psalms 40. I want to get ahead of myself. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. 
look at verse one. It said, I waited patiently for the Lord. Just like Abraham, he said, he, when he talked about waiting for a city, he was talking about looking for. I, I waited patiently. I'm looking. I'm looking patiently for the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Many will see it and fear. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. I waited patiently on the Lord. And he heard my cry. Thank you, Father. I waited patiently on the Lord and he heard my cry. And he delivered me out of a pit. And it says, many shall see and fear. Many shall see and fear. You see, your life of reverence and your life of faith and your life looking towards him will cause other people to fear the Lord. Many people will see my deliverance. Many people will see and fear and will cause them to trust in the Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Go to Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Verse 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your mercy and because of your truth. Now listen to this. Why should the Gentiles say, so where is their God? Why would the Gentiles say, where is your God? Because the Gentiles are going to see my deliverance. I waited patiently on the Lord and he heard my cry and he delivered me and he set me upon, set me upon a rock. He put a new song in my mouth and it was a praise unto our God and many will see in fear and they'll trust in the Lord. So it's not unto us, O Lord, it's not unto us, but to your name give glory. It's not about me, but it's about giving glory to him. It's not about other people giving Justin praise, it's about about other people giving God praise. It's not unto us, but it's unto him, his name give the glory. And I love this statement, he goes, why should the Gentiles say, so where is their God? Why should the Gentiles say, where is their God? Do you know why they say that? (laughs) You have to keep reading. Verse three says, 
They say, you know what? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. That's what we say. But the Gentiles are saying, worldly, unsaved people are saying, well, where, where, where is their God? So why should they say, where is their God? They say, their idols are silver and gold. They're the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they don't speak. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Noses they have, but they don't smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. They have feet, but they do not walk. That's why the Gentiles say, so where is their God? Because our God isn't showing up. Our God isn't alive. Our God isn't living. Then it says this. He says, those who make them are just like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Now get this. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Verse 11, you who fear the Lord, trust in their Lord. He is their help and their shield. So let me ask again. Verse 2 says, why should the Gentiles say, so where is their God? Why would the Gentiles say that? It's because this, he is my help and he's my shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He's their help and their shield. Verse 12, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. Why would the Gentiles say, so where is their God? Because he's blessed me. His blessing is upon me. His blessing is on me. Hallelujah. Why would the Gentiles say, so where is their God? Verse 14, may the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why would the Gentiles say? Why would the world say, I I need what the church has? But if the church, and we're not in a place of faith or fear, and we're not operating in the blessing to its fullness, why would the Gentiles say, where's this God that they're serving? So we have to, we have to come to a place where many will fear and trust in the Lord because what he's done in our lives. You that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He's your help and your shield. You that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He will increase you more and more, you and your children. Thank you, Father. You got time for three more scriptures? Go to Isaiah 11. Let me ask a question. Do you want to fulfill your assignment in the earth? I'm sure no one was going to say, no, pastor, I just want to just, it's kind of a rhetorical question, I guess, but how many people can say when Jesus walked the earth, he got people's attention? But did they get his attention because he was the son of God? 
Or did he get attention because he operated in faith and in the fear of the Lord? Let's look at Isaiah 11. This is a prophecy about Jesus. It says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. Talking about from the lineage of David. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now get this. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and what? And what? Now what does verse 3 say? His delight is in the fear of the Lord. See, this is what would be on Jesus. See, it talked about this spirit, this spirit would be upon him, this spirit would be upon him, this spirit would be upon him. But then it says in verse three, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Wow. What did Jesus delight in? The fear of the Lord. Wow. So what caused Jesus to influence the world? What caused Gentiles to, to flock to him, religious people to flock to him? It was he delighted in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Fear was his delight. He taught, and we can see it in Luke 12. You can see it in Matthew 10, where he, he talked, he taught, and he said, he said, fear God and not man. Fear God and not man. Go to Luke 2. Luke 2. Still talking of Jesus. He delighted in the fear of the Lord. Said this a little little while ago in Proverbs 9, verse 10. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Luke 2, verse 52. It says, and Jesus increased in what? He increased in wisdom, in stature, and in with favor with God and men. So if he grew and increased in wisdom, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, then this, he delighted in wisdom, he delighted in the fear of the Lord, is what caused him to operate and grow in wisdom. So if Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord, how much should we delight in the fear of the Lord? Let me close with this, Hebrews 12. I know there's more here, but I feel like I'm supposed to stop. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Look at verse 28 for the sake of time. 
It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. Grace. Mm. By which we may serve God. You guess, or you could say, let us have favor. By which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For, why? Our God is a consuming fire. Therefore, since we've received a kingdom. Have you received a kingdom? When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you received a kingdom. Hallelujah. Therefore, since we've received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hallelujah. I want my 2024 to be a year where I serve him in reverence and godly fear. Hallelujah. Because as I do that, my life will be a living testimony of what God can do. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, show us how to reverence the Lord day in and day out. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the fear of the Lord. It's to be a part of our daily lives. the things of this world would just fall to the side and Lord we just press into you we pursue you with all of our heart our soul our mind our strength Hmm. thank you Father thank you Lord hmm Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work that you're doing in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, as we have put first first things first in this beginning of 2024, Lord, I just thank you that we're growing in this understanding of what it means to reverence you, fear you, and put you first. I know, I know 
on the inside of me, Lord, you have began a work. And I thank you that you are going to complete this work in us. And we will, by the end of this year, we will not be the same people. But we have been changed by your word and your presence. Because we fear you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you receive this tonight? Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Mm, So good. You receive this word, man. Mm. Holy Spirit, teach us. Thank you, Father. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Stand to your feet for a minute. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. I just just sense in my heart as we grow in this, we're going to see greater breakthroughs. Uh, Just greater breakthroughs. I I mean, um, just as, not, not to go into it, but just, man, the book of Acts, and you connect with what I'm talking about, with what I've seen in the book of Acts, oh my. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. Because the book of Acts is the fruit. We see the fruit in the book of Acts of a church that's operating in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going there. We're going there. Say, I'm going there. Hallelujah. Let's give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.